Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro. I'm a partner in the Private Equity and M&A group at Steichman Elliott. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome our special guest, Paymon Aliaga. Paymon is a serial entrepreneur who who sold his business, a uh, SaaS-based business, just a year or two ago and has an incredible experience to talk about. And so I'm excited to have you here today, Paymon, to tell us a bit about yourself and to tell us a bit about your entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you, Mario. Thanks for that warm intro. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's great to be here and uh, hopefully I can contribute to your podcast today. Paymon, I'd always like to start by asking our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves, their history. And so, you know, you, you have a great story. So I'm going to just let you take it from here and we'll start from there. Sure. Thanks, Mario. Yeah. So I came to Canada with my parents at the age of 16. I went to high school um, and, uh, you know, my parents being Persian parents, they really wanted me to become either a doctor or an engineer. Um, I was very much scared of blood. So doctor was being becoming a doctor was definitely out of the equation. So I went to University of Guelph. I got accepted only to University of Guelph and studied computer engineering for about three years. Never finished my degree. Uh, I always had an entrepreneurial um, you know, a mindset. So at the age of 19, I started my first startup a company called ID Phone Card. We were basically selling phone card services over the internet. This was at the very infancy of internet. It was about 1999, 2000 that I started the business. Partnered up with a company called Group of Goldline, and uh, basically they were providing us with the infrastructure for a long distance uh, phone card service. Grew that business to a customer base of about 65,000 users uh, during the dot com bubble. And uh, from there, in 2008, my aunt Nina one day called me and she's like, you know, I just became a realtor. Uh, you're in IT. I need a website and a CRM solution. Can you help me out? And that's when I kind of got into the real estate space. And, uh, uh, you know, what I observed there was I started putting a number of systems together for her. Uh, I uh, connected with a website vendor, with a CRM vendor. We got MLS data for her from an IDX vendor, uh, which basically provides MLS search type capabilities to real estate agents and brokerages. And, you know, putting all these different tools together, I noticed that, um, first of all, the tools didn't really work well together because they were, they were owned by different uh, software vendors. And also, she was a new realtor uh, with very little experience and uh, very little earnings as well. So paying three, four different vendors uh, for tech tools didn't really make much sense for her. Uh, so at that point, the whole idea of RealtySoft came together and I started hiring developers uh, and writing a, a software solution for real estate agents and brokerages across North America. I was able to kind of grow that business to a customer base of about 1,200 real estate agents and brokerages. And then I found out that Scaling the business, building one-off websites for realtors is going to be really, really difficult, uh, especially for me. I was doing this all bootstrapped as well with no VC funding. Uh, kind of my previous startup, ID Phone Card, was you know, financing this newly created business. 
And it was really difficult for us to, to scale it beyond the 1,200 user base that we had. So we launched, uh, at that point, we made the decision to bring in additional developers and really automate the entire website creation process for real estate agents and brokerages. And at that point, uh, I launched, I rebranded the brand. We called it Website Box and launched that company in 2014, 2015. And immediately we noticed a, a, a huge shift when it came to the business. Uh, the whole process was automated and we were able to sign up users without the intervention of a website designer, uh, which was basically a game changer in the real estate industry back then. And we were able to grow that business to a customer base of about 35,000 users by 2022. Uh, during this process, we created a major intellectual property, which was our MLS data normalization engine. We partnered with over 300 of the largest MLSs in North America, and we normalized the MLS data that was, uh, that was coming from all these MLSs. Uh, for those people that are in the industry, um, they understand that there are many MLSs in North America, but one major problem that they have is the overall data structure. The data structure from MLS 1 to MLS 2 is totally different. So being able to normalize this data into one format, it was a big deal and a major intellectual property that we uh, developed. And in 2018, we were able to license a copy of this software uh, to Rocket Mortgage, uh, which is basically the number one mortgage company in North America. Uh, I know you know a lot about that deal there's so much we could talk about it's it's such an exciting journey you've been on i want to ask you why did you decide to sell what drove you to that decision point want to get a sense for you what drove you as a entrepreneur who created this business from scratch to decide one day now's the right time to sell yeah. So in 2019, as you know, with uh, with COVID, there were a lot of uncertainties in the market and in our business as well. And I think it was also the fact that I was uh, I was burnt, right? Uh, growing this business, uh, bootstrapped was really, really difficult. And I was at a position where we needed to kind of make a decision whether we had to go and find a partner uh, to kind of help us further grow the business or get the business acquired, right, uh, by a third-party company that could make this a success or make the business bigger and make the business scale. And um, so we made the decision to run a process. Uh, I hired a company out of uh, British Columbia, M&A firm, boutique M&A firm, um, Gary Baldi Capital Advisors. They were able to help us uh, through this process. And uh, towards the end of it, we basically had uh, three, four offers on the table. Can I ask you, Emma, how, how you, did you go about, I mean, you, people always assume tech companies sell themselves, but it's actually not the truth. You know, they, they like every other company, needs the right kind of seller and the right kind of process to be successful. How did you go about hiring Garibaldi? What was the thought process there for you? Uh, I mean, the, the process with Gary Ball, the reason we went with Gary Ball, the, um, you know, they were the ones that also helped us with the rocket mortgage deal. So they knew the business really well. 
And, you know, the relationship that I made with Ryan and Brent at Garibaldi, I think that kind of trumped everything else. I knew I could trust these guys. I know how they go about running a process. And it was that personal connection, I think, that uh, that went a long way. Um, I think that was the main reason that we went with Garibaldi, I would say. When you think about the sales process, I mean, obviously you're looking for obviously the best offer, clearly. But when you're trying to sell tech business, you know, a SaaS software business, was there anything else you were looking for? In your case, I mean, you ended up finding a partner, somebody who you can actually grow with in terms of your own interests. I mean, you're you're there today, but what is it you were looking for in the process? Obviously money, <laughs> don't right. get me wrong, right. but, but what else were you looking for in the process? Right. Well, I mean, as a CEO of the company and, and the major shareholder, maximizing shareholder value, obviously, is the number one goal of any CEO. You know, uh, that was important. The money part was important. But even more importantly, we wanted to be a part of a company that has a great vision. And uh, and also how I saw myself and my team participating, you know, uh, post-close of the deal as well. That was very important to us as well. So I would say the vision of the acquiring company was very important in in making the final decision. Of course, the people that I dealt with during the process were very pleasant to deal with as well. They were very receptive to our ideas and vision as well. Um, that was also very important in um, kind of uh, determining the, the final winner uh, and the acquirer of the business. I know... Hey, Mon, you, you did a lot of work in anticipation of that process. I know that you prepared actively to make sure that process was a success. If, I wonder if you tell us a little bit about the preparatory work that you did, both for the company and yourself, to ensure that you were going to have a successful process. Sure. Obviously, prep has a lot to do with the overall success uh, and the outcome of this um, this uh, story that we had to tell. You know, um, you need to make sure that your data room is in really good shape. But more importantly, even before you put the data room and uh, in place, the, your story, your story really matters. Being able to tell a great story um, and kind of showing that the business has legs and it could grow from here. Uh, very important. Working with your bankers, working with lo- your lawyer to make sure that all the documents that you're going to need as part of the process, it's all in place is very important. So basically being prepped and being ready is also very important as part of this uh, this whole process that we went through as well. Paymon, you know, when you look back at the process, uh, the sales process. What would you say was the most surprising, or you know, challenging, surprising, unexpected thing that you discovered in the process? I mean, people always say that uh, software businesses sell by themselves, uh, but but there's a lot more to it. And you know, when you go through these processes, I find owners really kind of you know are surprised or challenged by things that they never expected. So, wanted to right. get your thoughts. So, what you found in the process to be the most surprising or challenging or unexpected uh, when you look back at it now? Sure. That's a great question, uh, Mario. Uh, I think for me, my, my weak point is on the financial side of the equation, right? I'm very strong when it comes to product marketing side, but on the financial side, I've always uh, struggled, to be honest. Uh, financial statements are not 
necessarily my best friend. Uh, so being able to have the right people on your side that could assist with areas where, where you're not the strongest is very important. Having a good team that could really back you up is really important. And, and again, being prepared, right? Having all your ducks in a row, uh, doing as much of the prep work ahead of time is going to be very important as well. And also, I guess confidence plays a very important role. There are a lot of ups and downs during this, uh, this whole acquisition process uh, and being confident about who you are and the fact that nobody knows your business as well as you do is also very important. If you had to go back and do it again, Payman, would you do anything different? Timing? I mean, you sold your business in the middle of uh, obviously COVID. You, um, would you do anything different if you had to do it again? I wouldn't, honestly. I think our timing was spot on. Even when you look at the market right now, Mario, as you can see, I mean, the public market, SaaS businesses, prop tech businesses have been 70%, 80% down since uh, since their all-time highs. So our timing was definitely right. Um, I guess um, the question of would I have done anything differently in my business, I would have probably found a good VC um, so that I could have grown the business much more rapidly than I did. Um, that's the one thing I would have done differently. But when it comes to the overall process, uh, I think we ran with the help of Gary Baldi Capital. We ran a really, really good uh, process. And uh, the timing of it was also spot on, I think. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but but I think the oh, timing think was really good. Well. And, and, and you had a lot of interest, which is all you can ask for in a good process, right? A lot of tension, a lot of competitive tension, people interested. So I agree. And, you know, Paymon, you're now in a different role. When you look at yourself as the owner, operator, entrepreneur with the role that you're playing now, what have you, you know, found interesting about the role that you're playing now? I mean, a lot of time, you know, owners do kind of eventually transition out. Uh, you're kind of, you got your hands uh, right in there <laughs> with the, the new buyer and you're obviously adding value. What, what do you find different when you look at your role now from the past when you had to deal with the all the ups and downs of an owner operator? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest thing here is focus, right? Before I was uh, taking care of marketing product, I was involved in tech. Now I was, I'm, I'm fortunate that I had great employees. Our, our uh, director of technology, Stephen Fernowal was um, really instrumental to making website box work. It was not really just a personal effort. It was a team effort, but uh I was very much involved in marketing, product, technology, uh, payroll, the janitorial uh, type work, uh, <laughs> like any other uh, small business CEO does. But now I can focus on what I like most, which is strategy um, and, and figuring out the big vision of where the business wants to go. This is what's really dear to me and, uh, you know, really happy to be at a position where I could focus on what I really like and kind of um, let others take care of some of the other sides of the business that are not my, or my core competencies, if you will. I have one more question for you, if I could, Pavan, before we go. When you look back at all of the that you've learned and gone through, you know, your experience is particularly relevant for obviously anybody who's running a small, medium-sized tech business and, and wants to sell. What would you say is the 
thing you would highlight the most of them as they kind of think about options for the future or the path that they want to go on, given your experience having started, grown, sold the business? If there's, you know, some take takeaways that you would say to them as they consider the path to growth or the path to sale? Uh, so, you know, we started Website Box in 2014, 2015. And when we, we, we started seeing real traction in 2018, 2019, and that was mainly due to the fact that we became really consumer centric and we religiously started measuring data points, right? From top of the funnel all the way to bottom of the funnel, we had our weekly data points uh, kind of shared by the management team. We had a great view of where the business is going, what areas of the business are are failing, which areas are doing well. And then we were able to make quarterly decisions on how do we go about improving the areas of the business that are currently failing. So becoming really data-centric and consumer-centric is just, you know, I, I think is is very important and will really help your business uh, scale. Uh, of course, having a good partner, a good VC partner could really help because even if you have a good vision, if you are close to your consumers and you know your data points, there's only so far you could go without money. So having the, the right partners that could really put more fuel to the fire would really help you scale your business quickly as well. Demal, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been uh, fascinating to hear uh, the storyline. And I mean, I, I've known you for many years, so I've been a part of it. But uh, every time I hear it, it, it reminds me of the journey you've been on. It's an incredible success story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Great. Thank you, Mario. And thank you for helping us uh, all these years as well. We wouldn't have been able to achieve these results without the help of uh, great partners like you as well. Thanks again. Have a good day.